and welcome to the fourth official's EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Manchester City fan, James Lewis. James, are you finished eating your Reese's Pieces, or do I have to listen to you swallow for the rest of the uh, podcast? I'm finished. Okay, I was just making sure. Just yeah, making sure. well, I appreciate the, I appreciate you checking on me. Yeah, well, uh, no Pete. Well, no, no, he just joined. Oh, there's Pete. We Is did Pete? get Pete. We got Pete. Pete who? We're, we're recording, Pete, so welcome. Uh, Tottenham fan, Peter Miller. I'm glad you showed up, Pete, because we had to talk about the Tottenham-Manchester United game, and I didn't really like how it went, so we'll talk about it. Um, you know? Why'd you guys start without me? Tom made me. It, it's 9-18, buttface. Oh, you like you've never been two minutes late before. Square. Well, we're 20 minutes late. We started 20 minutes late. I you were 20 figured... minutes late for every one of your Spanish classes in college. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I was, I'm was. i more of a either you make it or you don't kind of guy. Oh, you the know? bill shit's coming out now. <laughs> yeah, I, don't do, uh, I don't do this like show up 10 minutes late. All right. There's no point in going to class if you're going to be 10 minutes late. It's either you're there or you're not there. So. That's and you guys also usually bullshit for five minutes anyways. We did. Excuse me? We did BS. Uh, James talked about the chocolate that he was eating, um, yeah, and the dump he just took. So, we did, uh, we did talk around. Uh, oh yeah, Pete's here, everybody. Pete's here. James I'm here, here, guys. <laughs> um, Not many games guys, this weekend, but two good ones. No, there wasn't, and it's a weird stretch. Do you guys think this is like the Prem's way of creating a little break? Because you have yeah. FA Cup. Matches, they did it on purpose. Some Carling Cup matches. But overall, these last two weeks uh, of January are like, everybody has like two games. That's not bad. Yeah, they did it on purpose. Yeah, to give, good. To give them a break. Yeah, they designed it on purpose. But teams were playing cup competitions. You mean not like FA, FA cup, cup games? But, but, but I the think... The League Cup game, the FA Cup games. Well, I think they try to give a lot of teams like a two-week break if possible. I mean, the FA yeah. Cup replays and stuff, they couldn't do anything about that. And the Carabao Cup, but... I'm not ready to give the Premier League any credit. So no, I mean, the schedule is still absurd. <laughs> but I don't think we've ever had, like, a two-week break in January before. It's not really a two-week break. It's probably really just a normal league fitness instead of uh, having, like, fixtures squeezed in from day to day. Uh, and that makes it a little bit boring for us guys, but the games this weekend actually are pretty good. Uh, Manchester United 2, Tottenham 2 at Tottenham, or at Manchester United, excuse me. Um, it was okay, right, Pete? It was like, it had some nice goals. There were some decent goals in this. Um, I thought it was an entertaining game, just not yeah, just not that high bad. in quality. No, the quality yeah. wasn't bad. Goals, The goals were actually pretty good um, for both teams. Your boy Hoyland getting off the mark. Yep, even Hoyland scored. Um, big prem goal for him. Second half. Uh, Pete, did you notice that your boy Stinky Rich scored? I think he has seven Premier League goals now. Six goals in six games. But I think he has seven Premier League goals in all con- or in in the prem period. Yeah, he's coming for that Blanton's. What is the Blanton set at? Fourteen and a half or thirteen and a half? I can't remember. I think it was fourteen and a half because you were saying fifteen. Some number that's going to get toppled. That sucks because I just <laughs> bought a bottle. Doesn't even matter because he's scoring 20. <laughs> I just bought a bottle of Blanton's off of Ethan, and it's not opened. 
Well, if we get 15 corners every game, he's going to score 15 goals. Yeah, this game had a ton of corners. You guys kept getting corner after corner after corner. You had 13 corners, and we had eight. Yeah, that's a lot of corners. That's a ton of corners. That's a corner every two and a half minutes. There's not really much left game left to play when you have that many corners. No, no. United looked a little bit better in this one than they have been, but nothing special still. Um, Erickson looks past it. That's the thing that stuck out to me in this match. Erickson looks past it. Manu looks like he's going to be a tidy player. He's been good for a few games in a row. Delot can't play defense. We already knew that. Um, Manu play a little better. does have a problem with his height. Can we talk about that? His size? His height. He's like five foot eight. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not he's yeah, five eight is a good guess. They list him at five nine, so five eight's probably right. Yeah, like your guys on corner kicks, you have him, Erickson. I actually never once saw Erickson win a single head ball for while he's playing for Tottenham. Yeah. He, he doesn't even bother balls. jumping. Well no. he can't jump now. Well, and then you fine. got you Rasford, Garnacho. None of those guys can defend corners. That's gonna be a problem for you guys against the um the big bad zombie well, squads with their you know, six foot five now backs. Mythical best defender is back, except he's like five foot eight. <laughs> he might be five foot eight, James. I swear. Yeah. He could if be you have too many of those man, guys, you can get small. into trouble because you, yeah, you I, just can't mark the the big boys. I don't disagree. And United actually, this will shock you guys, are absolutely absolutely terrible at corner kicks. They're uh, they're in the bottom five in the league for goals allowed and bottom five in the league for goals scored on set pieces. Um, so you might be onto something there, Pete. Part of that is that Andre Onana does not move from his back line. Um, like, he just stays in the back line all the time. It's the strangest thing. He was supposed to be this goalie that was, like, like dangerously wild. You know, like, when he came in, guys, that was the, that was the thing. And then he had that first game against, who was it, James? Like, Burnley Wolves. or somebody where he punched somebody out? He punched... Jenkins guy, Wolves, Wolves. Like 90th yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah like punched him out. Yeah, and we we're <laughs> like, all right, well, this is just, everybody said this is just how he is. And then after that, he, he stays on his line all the time now. Like free kicks, you just bend the corner kicks and the free kicks right at him, and he's not going to compete for it, which is really strange. Um, did you guys see what happened to Anana after this game? Did you say after the game? No. After the game. So he was supposed to go to to AFCON to play for Cameroon, who he had retired from internationally, said he wouldn't play for them anymore, signed for United, and then they talked him back into playing. Great. So AFCON is this month. And United said, well, you told us that you weren't going to play for Cameroon anymore. We need you to play every game you can. So United, Cameroon's competition started on Sunday. United had this match with Tottenham on Saturday. United said, all right, look, you can play, but then you have, you can leave after you play. So you have to play the Tottenham game and let in two goals. Then you can go fly down to Cameroon. And what ended up happening was, this is going to shock you guys, but he ended up getting on like a, I don't know, like one of these Fred Flintstone planes <laughs> that they have down in Africa. <laughs> ended up landing in like Gambia or something and couldn't get a flight out couldn't get another Fred Flintstone flight into Cameroon to play. So he ended up, I don't think he was able to play in the match. And guess who played instead of him? His cousin, obviously. Oh. Fred or not? Also, 
Yeah, Fred Onana. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Onana. <laughs> yeah, there's been... Uh, I don't know. I know Pete is a big fan of AFCON, as am I. The storylines that come out of AFCON are absolutely amazing. Um, they range from, like, referees ending games, like, literally seven minutes early. Like, at the 83rd minute. Referee just calling the game and be like, well, that's it. They're like, well, that's good at 90. He's like, well, I blew my whistle. Like, oh, okay. I remember that one. That, that yeah, was actually wild, during it's a wild, African wild West. qualifying. Yeah, yeah, and then Pete, what was the one we saw this week? It was, uh, oh yeah, this this dude for one of the small smaller teams. I can't remember what it, how you pronounce it, but this dude, the team was investigating him because he said that he was born in 1990, and they found out that his birth mom died in 1988. <laughs> They're like, uh, so what's going on here? And he's like, what do you mean? Uh, it's, uh, it was just wrong on the on the sheet. Just scratch yeah. that out. Scratch yeah, out. the Afcon stuff is amazing. Um, you can get the quality of football has improved a lot because a lot of these players um, play in big leagues. So I, uh, to be completely honest with you guys, I'd probably rather watch Afcon than maybe like the the Gold North Cup. American Cup, Gold Cup. Even like even a bunch of the Euro games like. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I want to see games. Spain play against Gibraltar. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You're not wrong. And and you realize that that's what's going to happen at the next World Cup. Because there's like 60 teams going in. So you're going to get I mean, out of all the international those. games, there's like, like 10% of them are worth watching. Yeah, that's true. And they keep trying to add new competitions. Uh, anyway, we digress a long way. Tottenham 2, Manchester United 2. Pete, uh... You guys have had injuries. Van de Ven came back. You had Romero, Van de Ven, Udogi, and Poro. That's that's your starting back line. You're yes. starting to get some dudes back. Uh, Hoiberg didn't look very good, but <laughs> Bettencourt's back. Uh, Richarlison's playing better. And Timo Werner, with his debut, had Walks off the plane straight into the lineup. Absolutely amazing Timo Werner play, wide open, <laughs> fast break, and he almost hits the corner flag with it. And like, and they like he knew it as soon as he got the ball in front of him. He's like, oh, this is going wide, and like just shot it. Just like, oh man, that is wide by a mile. Isn't it amazing how how he really is exactly the same? Like, yeah, you could have watched him in this game and put a Chelsea uniform on him and been yeah. like, oh, that was Timo three years ago. Someone did point out though. He got, I mean, he did have an assist in this game. Yes, he did. Um, very quickly. But I think it was just luck. I mean, he just passed the ball to Benny, who did all the work. And yeah. actually, when I say do all the work, I mean do all the work on Johnny Evans, who yeah, should not be on the field. Dude, I'm so sick of this, man. <laughs> he didn't I mean, look like he wanted to be. Well, he Remember when be. I said that you were signing Johnny old. Evans and he was going to play in the Premier League? Yeah, you know what? I would be mad at you for bringing that up all the time, but you should bring it up all the time. It's a joke. <laughs> it is an absolute joke. And he's played like six or seven games in the last month and a half. He's played all... Maybe less probably, of that. He's probably played the most games of any of our center backs, and that is not a lie. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he played all those festive yeah. fixture games. It's not good. The prodigal um, son returns. But as you hinted at, James, Lissandro does come back in this game. And actually, United played... Much better when he came back and Erickson came out of the lineup. And even though I think that a draw is a fair result, 
<clears throat> Scott McTominay had a wide open header scored. in the 93rd minute, wide open, and he put it over the top. And it was just one of those moments where, you know, you just look at your team and you're just like, I mean, we're a mid-table team. You know, like he's a mid-table player and we're a mid-table team. Like He was so wide open. I, I thought that play had, must have stopped for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I have no idea what our center backs are doing with one minute left. I think um, Dragosin got subbed on, and <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I think he was out of position. But how lost. do you get that wide open in the 95th minute? That's pretty know. bad. I don't know. I just know now we are one point ahead of Chelsea. Chelsea are terrible, and we are one point ahead of them. Really, no help in sight. Uh, I saw that. Um, oh man, James, I always forget the name of that guy. Tehran is that his name? The uh, Tarami, Tarami, the Iranian guy in in uh, Portugal. Yeah, the guy that I like. He signed yeah. for Inter. He's like oh. a thirty-two-year-old striker. Yeah, he signed for bit, Inter. That's a loss for. That's a it, loss for. It you. is, and and we're, the thing is, we're never even linked to him. Champions League proven player. He plays really well internationally. Um, he's a good player, and he would have been perfect for us to have a striker to bring in. You blew your Nothing striker happened. wad on the Hoyland, and he scored a goal. You can't be upset anymore. He's worth every penny. I think he will be worth every penny, but not bringing in a veteran striker was a joke. I mean, we can go on forever about United signings. Uh, Anthony came in in this game at the end, but it looks like, uh, well, you would think that Garnacho has taken his spot because Garnacho has played really well, especially over the last month on the right-hand side. But after the game, Eric Ten Hag said, oh, no, 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 no. Anthony's still going to play. He just had some off-field issues that, that affected his uh, fitness for the week. So what he's saying is he still wants Anthony to be the starter. Better hope he yeah. doesn't start. Um, hey, you know what? That's cool. That guy, he's got an eye for talent. That's cool. You know, my take on this game for United was that I, it it is got to be depressing for you guys as fans that other teams come in with a clear game plan and try to execute it. In our case, we're missing so many good players that there was no way we were going to be able to execute it well. And, you know, you guys do have the players that match up well against our system. We have large spaces that are evacuated by our right and left back when they invert. But you guys really didn't have that many chances other than kicking the ball into Rashford into space. And the, the fans, when they're watching a game like this, where the other team has... 65% 65% of possession or whatever it is yeah. and they're attacking you most of the game they get 13 corner kicks like yeah we we didn't blow the doors off you I wouldn't even say that we deserve the three points but like it's almost impossible for fans to get behind your team and so you lose your home field advantage essentially because the the crowd was not that loud and they just yeah. don't we had the same problem with Conte it's like when you are defending the whole game and yeah. just trying to counterattack, like the only thing your fans can get excited about is like if there's a goal, which you know there's not that many goals in those games if you're defending Comedy as much picks. as you are, and then the result if you win, like that's it. Yeah. So yeah, if totally if right. you lose, you know you lose one nothing or two one or whatever at home, like your fans go home and they're all pissed off, and not to yeah. mention our fans are used to, like you know we've had bad teams like your home fans are used to watching them you guys beat the shit out of everybody at home for years and years and years so it's 
I just feel like your team right now is not intimidating at all at home. Nope. And the other thing that I would add is um, I would not underestimate how many players we were missing in this game. We were missing Sun, Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky, Madison, and Lo Celso are our three top attacking midfielders. So Skip was Sun playing. Sun tears at, that United D up. Yeah. Sun in for Timo Werner. <laughs> and then we're playing our fourth attacking midfielder, which is Oliver Skip. And okay, so when I when I came out of this game with a draw, I was like, "This this is not a bad result." I mean, we did get having Romero and Van de Ven back were huge, but you know they're both back on hamstring injuries, so they're not match fit. You saw Van de Ven, Van de Ven pull up with cramping; he was fine. I mean, he was just cramping. But uh, you know that I'm much more excited about the trajectory of my team than you yeah. are about your team. And Everything once we get Ma- we'll get Madison back for the city game, and then in mid February we will you know we will probably sustain some more injuries before then, but we will have a full stable of guys. And I, watching what I've seen over the last month with all the injuries we've had and grinding out results, we will make a very serious run, top three, top four, for sure. Yeah, I mean nothing you said. Right there is anything I would disagree with, except the fact that that you had all those injuries. I mean, Johnny Evans is our sixth center, center back. Uh, Juan Basaka is our fourth left back. Kobe Mainu is supposed to be our fourth center midfielder. Um, we didn't have like 50% of our defense, 75% of our defense. And that really matters in a game like this because... Johnny Evans got beat for a goal, and uh, Diego Delac got beat for a goal, and both those guys don't start if we're healthy. So, but do you really I think that feel like matter. when Shaw, uh, Martinez, and Cass are starting that you guys are going to get top four results? No, I don't think uh, so either. No, with this system, absolutely not. I think, I think our ceiling this year is fifth place. Um, I think we are hurtling quickly towards the conference league. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. Like, that's the truth. That's what I think. And uh, I we're in purgatory, as you guys already know. They can't fire Ten Hag, or they won't right now. So um, because of our our uh, ownership situation, they also won't it's reinforce cleared him. Um, so it, we're in purgatory. It's terrible. Your owner's in. Well, they have to be ratified by the league, and that takes uh, six. Yeah, years. you basically have a dead man walking. So. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel then? No, you, did you see that article I, I posted to the chat earlier? I ignore a lot of what you put in there, but I might have seen it. This is the picture from the athletic article. I, I mm-hmm. sent a picture of the athletic article where it basically mm-hmm. says that Joel Glazer, um, held milked off it out on, to get his extra yeah, sixty milked mil. Milked it out to get more money out of the deal. In you know <laughs> the initial contact and offer from Ratcliffe was back in January of twenty three. I mean yes. that's like a classic. Yes business yeah. move that from a scummy businessman yeah he's a scum i mean that to me is run of the mill is what i expect from them um i just think that we're lucky that sir jim is taking the amount that they will give him basically they're still getting paid they're still partners they lost a little bit of power um and in the long term they can't give it to anybody else but basically jim ratcliffe stepped in and said i just want to run manchester united I will pay for the stadium to get fixed. I will put the money in, but I want to be the person who is the front man for this. 
and I will put my own money in. I just want to run Manchester United. I want to be called an owner. And they're like, sure, fine. Here, you can have uh, 25% of our stocks. We still have enough voting power um, that you can't take the company from us, per se. Um, although there are a, there's like a, a bunch of language in there that no one else can take it. Uh, he can match anything, and he can buy them out in like three years or something. But it's complicated, and it all comes down to what James said, which is the Glazier is getting more money. Um, you can do whatever you want with the dumb soccer stuff, but we're going to yeah. keep cashing exactly. our checks. Exactly. And it's depressing as a fan to be in purgatory. Thankfully, for me personally, uh, the Ravens are money, so uh, the <laughs> Orioles are money. And normally, two of my teams are decent, and it usually never was the Orioles, but now we have good Orioles, so I'll be I'll be okay. Um, but yeah, Tom's so investment, suck. sports investment portfolio still looks okay. You know it. You know it. <laughs> Uh, moving on to uh, a team that's winning and turning it on, Manchester City, with a late winner from none other than Oscar Bob. Let's Oscar go, Bob, Bob Alert. Oscar that Bob was Alert. an Oscar Bob Alert, but really, that's James, Pete's boy. A three cool to two as a win cucumber, away, man. Yeah, a three to two win away at Newcastle, who are the only team that I would rather watch less than Manchester United right now, and who are the only team that are probably in worse form than Manchester United. Um, steal the game, and really the story here, James. It's not that Manchester City was down two to one. It's that Kevin De Bruyne came on and put on in about twenty minutes an absolute dazzling show that made everyone after the game be like, "All right, for real. Like, who is a better attacking midfielder in Premier League history than Kevin De Bruyne?" That conversation was all over the internet, and it's, it's a King fair Kev. conversation. It's though. King Kev. He is absolutely unbelievable. That game that he had, uh, the long shot first, that was just such the trickery involved there. He knows when the goalkeeper's being shielded. Because when you watch, you're like, damn, why didn't the goalie get that? The goalie didn't get it because he was just blocked out enough. And Kevin put a worm burner past him for number one. And makes the defender open up his body because he thinks he's passing the ball. And, it's like and then shot pure, it through his legs. Yeah, yeah, it's pure brilliance and it just makes it look so easy, but it's impossible. Did he assist the Oscar Bob ball? Yeah, it was a ridiculous yes. ball over the, the top into like a one-inch square ball. space between the goalkeeper and the left back. And Oscar Bob, I don't know who that is, but he had a really nice little cut and score off the oh, goalie. Um, just This is the time, and we said this before, for Manchester City to ramp it up and for Arsenal to drop down. That's and, why Arsenal, Arsenal and City are City. Yeah, that's exactly right. And this game was a perfect example of it. Um, you know, we get all excited. I have to make my decision soon on who I want to win the league. And it's it's a difficult time for me, guys, because it's like, you know, <laughs> it's been, what, five or six this years? This time of year is difficult for me. It's difficult, um, especially since my team is so uninteresting to watch. Um, so I have to watch these games more to get any, like, you know, to get my fix, my, my football fix. And I don't know, Pete, like, it can't be Liverpool. I despise Liverpool. And part of me was like, well, if Arsenal win, they haven't won in a long time. Then you have their fans. I'm not just talking about like Ken, but Arsenal fans seem to think that they are like, uh, like royalty when in truth they are actually, they're just, they're Tottenham fans. They're actually more Spursy than Spurs. They've, they've lost things that Spurs have never lost. And they're they're worse than us because never done. they're super Why arrogant and our fans are fatalistic. 
because of what's happened to them in the past. So they're even more yeah. annoying because they're arrogant and think they're good because they had two good years in the beginning of the Premier League. Yes, that's exactly right. And so I'm like, well, I don't want Arsenal to win. So I just end up being like, I accept if Manchester City wins. And James said something before. He was like, well, well then we'll win four in a row. Like, I honestly, like, I don't really care about that. The other th- records that you guys have broken were more meaningful. Like, you guys getting the treble, you guys getting to 100 points. Those mean more to me than you guys winning four in a row. That, that to me, is just the same, same old, same old. You guys are winning another title. And I can put all that into a little file cabinet. And then I can also say you guys are under investigation for 115 charges. Yeah. Uh, that, you know. But the bottom I line just, is... I like, just uh, root for Villa and Tottenham. It's pretty easy for you. Well, I was rooting for Tottenham, but you guys dropped. I mean, you're only five points out right now. But your injuries... Your injuries and I don't know. You guys... That doesn't mean you can't root for us. I mean, I'll I'll root root for Villa and Tottenham. I can't vote quite do it yet with Tottenham because I in my brain, in my brain, I'm still rooting for fourth place, so I can't root for you. What are we even talking about here? Rooting for Tottenham? What's wrong with that? What What are you even considering, Tom? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. You guys got me all mixed up. You guys got me all mixed up. up, It's a bad time of year for me, man. Anyway, yes, please bring that up. <laughs> Manchester City are two points back now of Liverpool. And, James, we got us an old-fashioned uh, title race here. But it's uh, a, looks like it's a title race. Um, James, here's a question for you after this game. Um, do you think Kevin is critical to winning the title? Critical. Because I'm not sure if I would have said that before. Because I was like, meh. Who knows if Kevin can even recover from that kind of injury? At well, his he age. played the whole first half of the season without him. That's what I mean. But and I am not sure. Our form was so so. Yeah, I mean, you were going to lose this game if he didn't come on, or draw. Yeah, 100. Yeah, I think we were drawn. Like, I mean, I don't know. We might have lost. I mean, we were having a lot of chances, but we weren't putting them away. Yeah, and... like it was looked like a lot of other games you guys had where you outplayed a team in the first half, didn't finish them off, and then drop points. Yeah, I think it, I mean, the way he just drifts around the field, like, you know, he was out on the right wing for a long time. Like, I mean, he pushes up there, he does not position down on the right wing, but he drifts up there to get the ball, bring the ball out there. He whips in crazy crosses, does it from the left. And then you saw, like, he scored the goal and he assisted from the center. I mean, that's not something that yeah. I don't think any other player on our team can replicate. And it's it's that kind of mobility and and kind of variability and where the attack is going to come from like i think where we get predictable and where we get like stymied is when we you know right now or i should say before kev came back we didn't really have the ability to shake it up in midfield and present a different kind of look right because we have kovacic who is he has good games and he has bad games I do yeah. not think he's good. I don't think he we belongs have, on your squad. We have Nunez. We have Nunez who, but I mean, I think maybe part of Kovacic's problem is that they're asking him to try to do some of what we need De Bruyne to do. Mm. If he can just sit and be like holding turnover, you know, possession player, and then, oh, you find yes. De Bruyne. That's great. I just think he's so much worse than the rest of your midfield. Like, Rodri is a world class midfielder, Foden is exceptional. Um, 
Well, well Foden, he, doesn't just... play in, Foden doesn't play central midfield for us at all. Well, I mean, he's in the midfield. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm just your midfield in general. And he's like Kovacic is. He's not a top player. He's just not. I mean, he he looks yeah. okay. He can carry the water pail for you guys, but for what you guys need out of your midfield, he's not. He, well, he looked he looked completely out of place on your starting eleven yeah. in this game. I don't disagree with you. I think coming off of we basically we lost Gundo and we lost De Bruyne for the first half of the season. And so Nunez and Kovacic, even though they're they're playing next to Rodri, um, are not gonna replicate any any facet of that midfield. I agree. And that's been our big problem. So if you want to say is Kevin integral to winning Yes, I would say yes, uh, especially because I, you know, Holland is back on his injury stuff. Yeah, that's true. Holland I mean, being out, he's been out. He's going to be out into like February. Yeah. Um, and if that starts being something, it's like okay, he plays a few games. You know, he he'll score goals, but then he's going to be out for another couple of weeks. Like, there needs to be that driving heart. And Alvarez does a great job. Foden does a great job. Um, you know, Alvarez we've got Doak. Okay. I, I've actually been a little disappointed with him, to be honest with you. I thought he would really take off with, uh, with, um, with, uh, Bigfoot being out, but he, he really hasn't been that great. He's had a couple, I, I, he's had a couple mediocre weeks, but I mean, going goals. November leading into December, he's been, he was fantastic. I mean, he has six goals in 20 full nineties. Yeah, and he's playing mostly up top for you guys. Like, uh, if you would ask me before the season where Julian Alvarez's goal count would be after twenty nineties, I'd be like 14, 15. Six is not very good. I'm just, I'm just surprised is all. You know, I think he's. I thought he would be better. He's still pretty yeah. young, isn't he? Yeah. Twenty two or something. Well, so's your mom. You're oh, in seventh place, and, and we're in second. So. And my uh, mom is your mom, anyways. Twenty four next week, so. and uh, and Doku's back, so. which is also huge for us. So I, what I'm what I really am excited about is Doku feeding off of uh, Kevin. I think yeah, that'll be interesting. He, Kevin's going to be able to dice some teams up, find Doku on a through ball, and he's going to get into the box and cross some defender up and lay on an easy goal. I think, and then just Oscar Bobbit. <laughs> and then Oscar, you Oscar Bob it. Yeah, that could be the but, move when you you do that quick little two step that he did. Oscar Bob, the Oscar Bobbit, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the like Bobbit. Yeah. We've we've known a Bobbit before. It's been a while. Been a while, James. That is an old old story, <laughs> um, my friend. But yeah, it up. huge huge win for us that we dug out there. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but uh, and Newcastle were tough, and they definitely needed that win as well. They their season has been hurtling down towards the danger zone. Yeah, Maybe. that was a that was an absolute crushing blow for them. They needed that win so bad, and two really nice goals from them. I mean, Walker, not the best defense, but the finishes. Uh, on, both of oh. them, on both of those goals, Yeah, Walker. Yeah, the second one was, was really bad, but uh, all five goals were awesome. I mean, this is this was a fun game to watch yeah. as a neutral. Bernardo's back heel. Yeah, that was nasty. Back and forth, you know, City scored first, right? Yeah, Bernardo yeah, so City stole. scored, then Newcastle scored twice, then City scored twice. I mean, that was fun. Uh, Newcastle in 10th place. Yeah, yeah, they've lost like six of seven. They are behind Chelsea now. Wolves the could 
jump them. They lost the Forest and, and Luton in the same week at the end of December. The other thing that they're running into is that, um, you know, they spent so much money that they're looking at these Premier League rule um, teams that are getting into trouble and they're panicking a little bit. Well, and, their, uh, and the actual owner is un- yes. is like under investigation because he carry- basically carried out the murders for the Sheik and murdered yeah. Khashoggi, allegedly. Every once in a while, Every once in a while yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Newcastle now in 10th place. They're on 29 points. And Jenkins' Wolves team is one point behind them with a game in hand. Bournemouth is four points behind them with two games in hand. So and, and they go to Villa next game. Ooh, away. Away. So, um, yeah, I mean, all this means to me is that we have more of a chance to maybe get into fifth place. Villa actually drew to Everton 0-0. One of the big things about this game, guys, is that... Ugly game. Everton might be under investigation again. They are Um, under investigation again. And they (laughs) genuinely might get docked points again. But there's more to that. They they are they they're saying they're predicting they're going to run afoul of the rules again this year. So they'll, they'll be charged yeah. next year yeah. as well. Yeah, I I if actually give them up. a lot of credit for the way they've played after getting docked points. Um, and I I don't like Sean Dyche's style, and I don't particularly like Everton that much. But uh, I give a lot of credit to a team that. You know, that has nothing to do with the players. And to lose 10 points when you're battling relegation to begin with is brutal. And they could have tucked tail and rolled up, but they didn't. And they're out of the relegation zone. Uh, it would really be too bad to have them get relegated based on um, something that their administration did. Um, but yeah, so this game, Villa loses an opportunity. Villa's starting to fade a little bit, Pete. Um, starting to play less impressively starting to feel um, a little bit of the crunch from... Uh, I mean, they barely snuck through their FA Cup match. They won 1-0 over Burrow. Um, they, of course, lost to Manchester United, and they drew Sheffield all in the last couple of weeks. So what do you think, Pete? They start to slow down a little bit or just, just a little pick up? Yeah, I mean, they, they've played really well up to this point, but I think there will be a little bit of correction. And I don't think they've really been had that much that many guys injured like a lot of the no top teams have had big guys go out on injuries but their main dudes have been out like they've been playing langley at center back and they play a super high line and that's just a recipe for disaster yeah i mean how, how long can you do that for yeah no i agree that's i i i would uh, not put my money on them to come in the top four yeah, and that's one of the things I was saying, you know, we were joking about me rooting for Tottenham. If it is going to be a top five, then if United can find some kind of form, the teams ahead of them have a chance to drop down. Like right now, Tottenham's sitting in that five spot. Well, maybe United doesn't replace Tottenham, but United replaces Villa as Villa gets injuries. You know, Villa's going to be going deep into the Conference League, probably. They're favorites, um, I think. Yes, so... Yeah. I think that's really what you have to put your uh, crosshairs on if you're underneath Villa is when they Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I – one of the things that surprised me, like the end of our game, like you guys have had to go out and win that game. Like you couldn't settle for a draw because if you won that game, 
then you're talking about you're up to 36 sorry 35 and we're 39 so you're you're not yeah. you're much closer to us obviously big swing in points and and you have to beat the your rivals especially at home in that race so that was a huge yeah a huge drop miss of by two, Scott not McTominay yeah huge miss and, two points and and poor performance but we already talked about that game uh, so Villa drops points against Everton. The other game that we will barely touch on will be Chelsea 1, Fulham 0. I mean, Chelsea gets another goal on a penalty kick from Cole Palmer. I'll tell you what, James. Who knew that Cole Palmer was the answer to your Manchester City penalty woes? <laughs> um, yeah. He's got it's like 6 for 6 this league this year. Um, he is doing well. This game... As with every Chelsea game, they have been squeaking out results recently, but they very unconvincing. I, I don't see a huge difference between United and Chelsea. Um, I think, with, hey, I'm just telling it like it is. You know that's true. United wow. has not looked good. Chelsea has looked very poor, and I, I, we have to finish above them. They're not good, and we should finish above them. Uh, but I don't want to talk too much about Chelsea. I want to bring up one other game, guys. It's not a Prem match, and we usually don't talk much about the FA Cup until it gets a little later. Arsenal got knocked out of the FA Cup. Um, and, you know, it's just the FA Cup, right, guys? But... Well, the English people really care about the FA Cup, by the way. They do. But, guys, what is the point of playing in these competitions? What is the point of playing? It's to win trophies. Like, James knows it. Like, you go play the World Club Championship or whatever. They want to win that trophy. Winning begets winning. Yeah. Like, Arsenal is built to win in all competitions. They spend money to have depth to win in all competitions. Getting dumped out in the first playable round of the FA Cup is embarrassing. Like, that that can't happen. I know Liverpool's good. Don't get me wrong. I know Liverpool's good. Shut out at home. You're shut out, no Salah for Liverpool, and no Vir- Virgil Van Dyke. You, know, I mean, I don't even know this guy, Kinsa. Yeah, Darrell he's Kinsa uh, played center he's back. He's just a yeah, he's just a young for dude. Liverpool. Um, and there was rotation, like Liverpool rotated. Arsenal should be breaking the bank to try and win these matches because right now. Mikel Arteta has spent what, James? Like seven hundred fifty million? Oh no, he's gone to a billion. Are we at the billion marker? Yeah, yeah, he's hit a billion. He played just about all of his starters. He's been there for match. what? Four years. Been there for four years. He has an FA Cup. One FA Cup. That's what he has. That's the same yeah. as Ten Hag. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, guys. Like. They're in fourth right now. So, so guys, tell me, what does it look like? What is a successful season for Arsenal? Can it still be successful? Let's say Arsenal finishes in fourth place. Okay, successful. And gets knocked out of the Champions League. Who do they play next? I don't think they play anybody. That's all Arsenal have ever wanted. You just you you, you can just stop right there. They finished fourth. Wait, is Arsene well, Wenger still the coach, or is there a new coach? They don't, he was the coach for so long. That's bred into the gen, their genetics. That but is why? their mentality. Why is our Arsenal fans? I'm looking at Bec- Ken here. Allowed to say things like, "Oh, Tottenham, that's their trophy. They're, they're finishing the top four. 
win Arsenal. That is their trophy. They have one trophy. One trophy. And they have, they're already eliminated. We're in February, and they are eliminated for every other, every other competition. And they're not winning the Prem. They're not winning the Prem, and they're not winning the Champions League. So, what is this season? You guys tell me. What is this season if they finish... Let's say they finish third. And they're third. out of all these competitions. They were out of the, the Carabao Cup really early. Like, If they made it to the Champions League final, you could... Final? <laughs> I mean... Final? <laughs> well, I, I, know, I know it's unlikely. I'm just saying if they made it there, you could say, well, you know... You could talk me into it being successful. And the Prem is really freaking hard to win. The Prem's super hard, but that's the, the thing is, this is too. We're just it's just deja vu all over again. This I is, think you I think it's um you look at it over the course of multiple years, and that's when it starts to be a failure. Like one year, you know, you years. don't win a trophy as Arsenal, and it's like not the end of the world. But you also have to see improvement, and so far, you see regression from last year. I mean, With I also a lot of investment. Yeah, a yeah, lot of uh, continued sure. investment. I mean, they just bought they bought Declan Rice for a hundred and five, whatever they bought him for. Yeah, he was um, supposed to change him. What? Yeah, is not going to change them. He's not going to change them. And I, I, I mean, I'm not arguing this because I think that uh, Arteta has been successful at at Arsenal at all. But like, yeah, it is not. I, I think that it used to be fine to be a team that competed, finished somewhere near the top, and you won a cup or two. And yeah. it was like, yeah, cool. Like, our, the team's fighting. I think that is no longer the case. One, because in no way are you guaranteed anymore a top four spot. I mean, Arsenal was basically – Arsenal just had to not f*** up super bad, and they were finishing top four. That's how it always yeah. was. There wasn't the competition. Yeah. No. There is now. So you can't just play okay. And if you're if you're constantly in danger of being leapfrogged by uh, your Villas and your Tottenhams and Newcastles and and United coming back in, like that okay, that's that's three teams right there that absolutely could finish higher than Arsenal this season. Oh, Maybe not man. United. Um, if United finished above Arsenal after the season we've had, oh my! But but I mean, <laughs> what are Arsenal doing or that's anything special whatsoever right now? Their attacks not you know, and and I'm I'm getting a little bit too far into it. But just yeah. to say that, even if you, like you come, even if let's say they had come out of this season playing this way, another like you know disappointing league campaign and they win the league cup. No way that they can think that's successful. That's that was my point. But, they... but, and this is what I said at the end of last. I think I've said this at the end of the last two seasons. Arsenal fans and the team mentality have never been ready to deal with the burden of expectation. You know, the answer, like, and you know. I'm, I'm going to put Ken up as like the representative of all of Arsenal's fans, hopes and dreams and feelings. But, but it's, but it's true, you know, on, from a smattering of online posts as well. It's like, Oh, we didn't win, but we played good. We tried hard. We'll come back next season. It's like that. They've just re- resigned themselves to it. 
And I don't think that that's going to change. So, no, I don't think it's a successful season. But I think that Arsenal fans have deluded themselves into thinking finishing fourth place is a fine, like, end goal for their ambition. Yeah, I I think that I, – I, I agree with Pete. Pete was saying that over a span of four years, that, that'll tell you whether or not you're successful. Um, and – over a span of four years, with the amount of money they've spent and the expectations, uh, I, I, I think that you should be basically what Liverpool was when City was dominating. Liverpool was up there. They were scratching with City the whole time. There's not a lot you can do when City's rolling like that. Liverpool got a Champions League. Uh, they had a year where they had an FA Cup and a Carabao Cup. They had a Premier League. And, and that, to me, was relatively successful, especially considering the circumstances. But just winning a single FA Cup over four years, especially in this year, when you could argue that Arsenal had more money on the field than City did, or at least more on-paper value because of the injuries that City had, etc. And they're not... Everybody knew the collapse is coming. Guys, they, they have one win in their last seven and two draws. One win, two draws in their last seven. That's really not good. As soon as the yellow ball came out, they collapsed like they always do. Um, it's so predictable, it's not even funny. It's Wasn't not even funny. the FA Cup so win the weird um, no fans in the stadium COVID year, too? I don't know. It was right around Probably. there. Probably. Fake so should we even count that? James, calls it. James doesn't count that for Liverpool. Should we even count that FA no Cup? It's an asterisk. Talk. It's an asterisk. No fans, yeah. Anybody talk. can win when you don't have to play in front of fans, opposing fans. Sure. You know? Sure. All right, guys. So that's it for the Premier League action that we had this weekend. Um, they are, like we said, but they are slowing things down. Next weekend, we have a smattering of games. Arsenal Palace, Liverpool Bournemouth, um, Brighton Wolves on Monday. But a lot of teams are getting off or playing in the midweek of next week. January 30th, January 31st, etc. But it is kind of a slow uh, Tot time. Tot City today. on Friday, FA Cup, by the way. Tot City? Oh. Yeah, this could be the ready? one for you guys to score at is our new it? stadium. This could... If you can't know. score now on this team, there's no hope. It'll never happen. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... We're not so, gonna... Yeah. You guys, you're our kryptonite. It's true. I wish right, I could guys. quit you. <laughs> Last thing I want to mention is Harry Kane and how he's playing. First of all, how he's playing in Germany. They're amazed by him because the German fans, many of the Bayern fans, spend so much time talking about how uh, the Premier League is not actually better than the German League. It's just higher. They just have better PR. And Harry Kane is absolutely massacring that league right now um, yeah making a mockery 22 goals in 16 matches um here's a question for you mm-hmm. if you could hypothetically add any player in the world to tottenham's squad to improve it who would it be <laughs> harry kane so I, I had to think about it for a little bit because they brought it up in this tottenham podcast and i was like i would probably take um holland first but mm-hmm. then I would take Kane second. And we f- sold him for a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, bro. You had the chance to sell them for more. Um, well, whatever, whatever they wanted for him, it wasn't worth it. You would have forty freaking goals for us. Although you were feeling pretty, you weren't feeling so bad about it at the beginning of the season when Tottenham. Yes, I was. No, I mean, I, I still, I, I wasn't talking about it as much. I was still upset because I was like, okay, if we had him, we could like legitimately be in the in the race. Like, I don't think we're in the race. If we came right now, we'd be in the race. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that yeah, right probably. now. You've He's had Kane so for a lot of years, though. This is a different really team. In the race. I mean, we're, what, five points out, and we're missing one of the best players in Europe who could be playing for Richarlson. <laughs> You're telling me we wouldn't have three more points? He has 22 goals in 16 games in Germany. Anyways, go on. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, oh no, I'll, I'll, the, the end of my point. Anyway. Just, my, the end of my point was just going to be that they, Byron went out and bought Harry Kane an emotional support dog, uh, and Eric huh. Dyer signed for Byron. <laughs> my dog's foot. Them, my dog's face looks like a foot. The two of them are inseparable. Apparently, that's because Harry Kane doesn't speak German. So I sure did. Oh my God! Can you imagine? Danke. <laughs> I did I really enjoy that we um we beat them out for Dragasine, that central defender. Because um, yeah, they tried to swoop in the last minute and offer more money. And, yeah. I mean, his agent sounds like a real character. The, the agent was hilarious. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, well, we did it. What yeah, did we and, do? And, the, and my favorite part was like, He's going to be playing for probably Barcelona or Real Madrid in two years. I was like, why would you let Daniel sign somebody for six years? Unless you have a thing in there that says specifically we can go to Real. Like, you're not going to Real in two years, okay? No, you're going to be chained to the radiator in Daniel Levy's office. Yeah, I thought that was funny. His agent was great, though. We were up till three in the morning, you know, but Byron was, it was more money, but, uh, it wasn't the right thing. So <laughs> we're crazy. We were crazy, crazy, crazy to turn it down, but here we are. <laughs> that was awesome. Why haven't it been fired? I don't know. I did like that. I did like that. All right, guys. Uh, anything else to add, James? Yeah. We didn't talk about the most important transfer of the window so far. We did talk about team of her. Jordan Henderson. <laughs> leaves Saudi Arabia. He's changed the world. He's solved all the the misogyny and bigotry and anti LGBTQ uh, mm-hmm. sentiment. Done. Job done. Uh, another uh, star on his chart and uh, moves on from Al Ittifak to go to Ajax. Yeah, weird one. Uh, Worth noting that Kareem Benzema is refusing to train um, and has not been cited at his Saudi Arabian team. And uh, unfortunately, guys, it looks like the only winners in the Saudi Arabia gold rush is going to be Liverpool because um, of the yeah. amount of money that they got off well, their Deadwood. I know, that was great. Another winner, though. Another winner. Saudi Omani's child bride. Oh, dude, so weird. Yeah, so Sadio Mane, the former uh, Liverpool. These are the winners of the week. James yeah, Lewis is winners, winners of the week. Sadio Mane, former Liverpool winner. Winners at life. Um, 32 
married an 18 year old that he's been dating for two years oh no 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 no, no, yeah. They've no, been no, dating no, for two years. No. He identified her at 14 and said, that's going to be my wife. Then he sent yeah. his friend to negotiate the arranged marriage. Yes. So, that's cool. Um, uh, In other news, I heard James Lewis didn't show up for his plane flight to Shanghai. Huh? Can you address that rumor? Um, If I was supposed to be on a flight, no one told me about it. <laughs> Nobody told me. <laughs> I'm refusing to train. Uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. No. So, Saudi, so, League, Saudi, Saudi League's falling apart. It is. It is. I hope. I was really hoping we can get Anthony Martial uh, out of here before then, but it looks like it's not happening. So. Project, yeah. Well, maybe they're going to have to go to the B. They're going to have their, like, death knell where they go to, like, yeah. the B-tier and C-tier players. Well, the problem is Marshall's like, I'm fine here cashing my check. It's not like, if you have a guy who's like, I, I got to get out of here because I'm not getting playing time, you can actually move those guys. But yeah, a guy who's like, mm, kind of like this, I'm not going to get hurt. Well, he's out of contract at the end of the year anyway. So, Except the whole the whole catch of it is you have to go live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what <laughs> happened to Henderson. They were like, well, maybe it's because his wife is not allowed to leave the house without a, uh, a, a yeah. masculine... Um, what do you call it? A uh, chaperone. So maybe his, fa- his family wasn't even living chaperone. in Saudi Arabia. They were across the border in Bahrain. They were in Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Why would you the live Bahrain's in Saudi Arabia no, when you can live in Bahrain? Bahrain's no peach. I've been there. No, doesn't sound like it. All right, guys, that's it for James Lewis, Doctor Pete, for Ken Lee. I, when do you guys think we see Ken again? Be oh, with Arsenal in this form? Yellow ball out? Never. I'll tell you what. I want, no, I if they somehow make their way back up to first place, you'll see him pop his head out. Dude, no way. Until they drop back down. The second they win a game against a big I said big if. Team. Let's see. No, no. Here's where, here's where I think we'll hear from them. Let me, let, let's, when's the next time they play They play Liverpool one soon. One of our teams. Very soon. They play pool very soon. Oh, yeah. They, they play, play pool in February. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Th- and that would be great. If Two they weeks. play, if they beat Pool February fourth, Ken will be back, and I'll welcome him back with open arms. That would be great. I miss the guy. Yeah. Welcome back, Ken. No, just because they beat Liverpool.